Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, and I'm happy to be joined by my co-host, Joe. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. Hi, everybody. And we are so happy to welcome back to the Stuff We Love Podcast, one of our favorite guests, a wonderful person, and that is Marissa. Marissa, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me again. Good to uh, see so you, Joe. Hello. It's going to be great. I'm so excited for this episode. On tonight's show, I don't even know how to, what to say. We're going to be talking about Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, which the three of us attended. All diff- uh, Each one of us went to different shows, which is pretty cool. And I'm very excited to talk about it with you all. Before we get to that, I thought we would have a quick you know, two to three minute Peloton discussion since we're all Peloton users. And Marissa, that's what we talked about on your first podcast yeah. appearance. Tell us what you've been doing on Peloton. Give us some highlights, please. So for the listeners, I am pregnant. So I am modifying a little bit. I'm not really doing rides anymore. Doing a lot more strength, body weight, and prenatal yoga, which um, I really enjoy. That's wonderful. Who teaches those yoga classes? Uh, mostly Anna Greenberg and a oh. little bit of Kristen McGee. Oh, nice. Very cool. I like mm-hmm. Anna. I, I've not taken many classes with Kristen, but I've taken with Anna. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's great. I like her meditations. They're very soothing. Yeah. Yes. Her voice, <laughs> sleep meditation. She puts me right out. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joe, how about you? What have you been doing on Peloton? This week, I've been taking it pretty easy. I've been doing some stretching and yoga. Um, I was just kind of recovering from a slight injury, so I was taking it easy this week. But other than that, I just do my usual. I ride with Hannah Frankson, and that's essentially all I do. So just yeah. uh, you know, some strength exercises and everything, but mostly my rides with Hannah, and that's all I need. With your strength exercises, do you focus on upper body, lower body? What do you What do you work on? I, I do a mix. I, I it depends on you know how much time I have, but I'll try to do a full body workout and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit extra, ten minutes upper body or something like that. My lower body I don't do as much just because I use you know you're you're riding and everything and right. Um, I I do feel you get a workout from that as well. So I do I do what I can for sure. Um. Well, very exciting. So that was, we had to talk about Peloton a little bit. <laughs> and uh, let's get to the main part of tonight's episode. Can't wait much longer. That's the Eras Tour. Now, I quite honestly don't even know where to begin, but I'll give just a little <laughs> bit of background. So I attended night two at MetLife Stadium. Marissa, I believe you attended night one at MetLife Stadium. Night one, yes. Joe, you attended night three in Philadelphia. Correct. Ooh. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Um, this, I don't know if you've both thought about this, but this to me is such a unique pop culture moment right now that's taking place because Taylor is everywhere. Everybody's talking about the Eras tour. Every city that she goes to, it seems like the mayor of the city is doing something to try to get attention, positive attention, tons of articles, tons of news coverage, social media posts are out of control. There's this whole, you know, what was maybe a relationship, maybe not with Matty Healy from the 1975. It's just a very big time right now. And Marissa, I don't know when you were on the podcast before, if we talked about this. We talked about your being a Taylor fan, but since this is a Taylor episode, tell our listeners your background as being a Taylor fan. How did you get into her and how long have you been listening to her? So, I mean, it must have been since she came on the scene, right? I Mm -hmm. mean... Like from the very beginning, teardrops on my guitar. Um, but I, I think I really got into her 
really when it was speak now and then getting into red mm-hmm. red is still taylor's version is still my all-time favorite taylor album i would still say that i'm pretty right. confident in saying that um but yeah ever since then i mean it's been it's been taylor i get it is she your favorite artist today yes mm-hmm. um joe how uh, we've talked about this before but tell our listeners how long you've been listening to taylor and where you rank her as an artist I mean, she's definitely my top artist right now. And, you know, we've talked about this nonstop pretty much um, <laughs> for years. But, I mean, I started listening to Taylor since the very beginning also, since the debut album. Um, you know, not a lot of people were listening to her as much at the time. But it was always, you know, you recognize it as something good. And then, of course, after that, you know, Fearless and everything afterwards, which um, just never stopped. Right, right. I have a memory years ago of sitting in a car while my brother ran into a store to do an errand and hearing teardrops on my guitar on the radio and thinking, oh, this is such a fantastic song. And much of the music that I had listened to prior to that point was older music from, you know, the Beatles, Beach Boys, a lot of stuff from the 60s, which I still love today. But she was, well, I guess I was into Boys to Men in the 90s and still am today, come to think of it. But anyhow, uh, and actually a lot of other artists, but this is in the 2000s. I really wasn't into a 2000s artist. And it was just amazing music. And that set me down the rabbit hole of listening to all the other songs and realizing what a great songwriter she is and performer she is. Um, Marissa, tell our listeners how you got tickets to the Eras Tour. Let's all tell our respective stories, because this was obviously a major scandal when the tickets went on sale. It broke Ticketmaster and led to congressional hearings. So that's a big deal. Uh, Tell our (laughs) listeners how you got tickets. So I will say I am very fortunate. I I do appreciate how fortunate I am because I was able to get three tickets the day they came out on Ticketmaster. I got the pre-sale code and by some miracle, I was able to get in and get three tickets at face value. And yeah, I was just very fortunate. Amazing story, Joe. Yeah, it really is. I don't even, I have no response to that. I wasted um, an entire day of work, literally <laughs> did nothing at all, except try to get these tickets over and over for hours. And I'm sure it's Scott. I think I was texting you all day about how ridiculous this was. It was very stressful. Joe, uh, tell our listeners how you ultimately did get two tickets. I, I actually got tickets in a second chance uh, email from Taylor Nation saying that I had enough points or whatever it was, but logged into her website. So they were sending me this code uh, to use as a second chance ticket if I wanted it. And they told you when you were going and where you were going. And that was it. So I took it. And so I was able to get tickets at face value also. But it was a couple weeks after the debacle with Ticketmaster. Right. Yeah, for me, long story short, I did not get tickets. I didn't even have a second chance. I I bought on StubHub. I bought one ticket because the price was so expensive. Turns out I was scammed. The seller didn't have the ticket. That sent me into a crisis mode that involved world leaders and authorities because I was wanting just one ticket. And uh, I ultimately did get one ticket on StubHub. Um, It's funny because my seat uh, was very similar to Marissa's, only on the opposite side of the stadium, a different show, of course. But we both had upper level side view, I think is the right Mm -hmm. way to describe it. And Joe, where was uh, your seat located? My seat was straight back from the stage. So just like looking right onto it. But I would say if you were thinking about it like a football stadium, it was sort of in the mezzanine level. Right. All, all good seats. You know, I was listening to this yeah. podcast, which I really recommend uh, as part of the Ringer Network, which is Bill Simmons' podcast network called Every Single Album. 
they talk about Taylor and a whole bunch of other musical artists. And they were saying that each seat for the Eras Tour has its own unique vantage point. So Marissa, for you and I, we were able to see the catwalk, I guess, and all the images, which was awesome. And Joe, you saw it from a totally different perspective where you saw the screens behind Taylor. Um, Each seat has its own merits of sitting there. I was pleased with my ticket. I mean, even though it was very far away, I mean, because I was literally all the way back, but it was fine. You got to see the whole stage. And um, I mean, I, I told you, Scott, many times, you really didn't miss much on the stage from where your seat was. Right. But I was able to see like the lower house and the uh, mm-hmm. the Evermore house and all that. So there was some That's stuff cool. going on back there, but not much. Most of it was on the catwalk. Right. Now, Marissa, you informed Joe and I that you have notes and are ready to talk about certain topics. So is it okay if I ask you to, to bring up something, in, whatever you want to talk about, anything related to the tour? Well, my, my main note is actually about the secret songs. Okay. Um, nice. So, you know, each of us had a different set of secret songs. So maybe we could talk about the two songs we had. Do we like them? Do we not like them? What were we hoping for? Great idea. What were your secret songs, Marissa? I had Getaway Car with Jack Antonoff. Yes. And he came out, and then I had Maroon. Uh, okay, I'm very I mean, jealous of that. People were saying that your show, Marissa, was legendary because of those two secret songs. People love Getaway Car, obviously. Jack Antonoff is a guest. And um, Maroon has become one of my favorites off of Midnight. Yeah. That's grown on me so much. Yeah. Um, what did you think when you saw those live? So I I will say, do I like Getaway Car? Yes. In terms of overall catalog, I'd probably rank it like maybe middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially those of us who did see her prior concerts, you know, with with that song. But I think Jack Antonoff took it to another level. I thought it was really cool. And for those of us who saw the... um, Towers of documentary on Netflix, the Miss Americana documentary. You saw they had that like moment where they were writing Getaway Car and it was like really cool. Mm-hmm. So that I appreciated. Um, and Maroon, that was my first listen to Midnight's. Maroon was my top, my top Unbelievable. song. Actually. That's Joe, that's, that's amazing. Great. It is so amazing. I was like, yes, I was like very, ex- I was very happy. I was happy. It's such a great song. The lyrics are so great in that track. Mm-hmm. When she sings, Blood rushed into my cheeks. It was the color of maroon. It's like yeah, oh, it's yeah. such a great imagery, you it's know? It's fantastic. Did she play that on guitar or piano? Piano. Getaway car was guitar. Mm-hmm. Those are great secret songs, Marissa. That's, yeah. that's they awesome. They really are. I'm honestly very jealous of those. Joe, what are were you yours? one of those people, Marissa, that like follows what secret songs are every show? So going into the concert, I purposely did not look at like the set list. I didn't want to know what the set list was. Um, but like le- the few days leading up, I did look at the prior secret song. Cause I was like, okay, like, what did she already play that I was hoping for? Um, but yeah, as far as overall set list though, I did not want to see it. Like so I did you didn't know any of the songs that she played going into it. I mean, I saw she played Cruel Summer. I mean, okay. I can't avoid everything. And that, right. was, that was like amazing, but yeah, for the most yeah. part, I did not know a lot of it or even like the order. Right. That's impressive. That takes that takes willpower it took right there. Discipline. Like. Right. Peloton <laughs> trains you for that. You know? <laughs> um, Joe, how about you? What were your secret songs? My secret songs were um, interesting. It, it was they're both off Fearless, and I, the one thing I thought when I was watching my show was that people absolutely love Fearless. 
people were going nuts, not only on the fearless part of it, but when she played these secret songs. So it was, my show was on mother's day. So one of the secret songs was the best day. Oh. Um, but she played on piano and she was, she was crying and everything while she was playing it. And it was, um, it was nice. You know, I lo- it's a very good song. And then my other secret song was Hey Steven, mm-hmm. which wow. it was, yeah. you know, that was a, uh, a throwback Love yeah. that song. Cut for her. And, but you know what? Everybody knew every single word. It was great. She played that one on guitar. She introduced that by saying somebody special re- uh, requested it, which was interesting. I wonder who that was, but, Ooh. um, there's some, su- there's some suspicion about uh, about somebody who will not be named being the one who requested that. But uh, other than that, Maddie Healy. That's right. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, Joe, you, but you no, said those are the secret songs. They were great. I mean, Scott, you, yeah. I know how much you love Hey Steven. Oh, it's one of my favorite Taylor songs. As soon I, as I, as soon as she played that, I texted you. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, it was man. great. It was great. Um, and I went on TikTok that moment to watch it because there's always yeah. a live stream going on. Uh, Joe, you mentioned something uh, before I get to my secret songs that the audience was singing along to every word. Marissa, where you were sitting, was it the same way with the audience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hardcore fans. Hardcore. Insane. Insane. My secret songs were, I-, I thought, great. I was very pleased. The first one was Holy Ground from Red, which is also one of my favorite Taylor Love songs. It. He did it on acoustic guitar. It sounded spectacular. Just, I, I was so excited. And then on piano, she sang False God from Lover which is another one of my favorite Taylor songs. Is and it the really? Amaz- I love Oscar's it. Yeah. a great song. It's one of my favorites. And uh, of course, there's no saxophone on this performance. It was just Taylor. And it worked really well. It worked really well. And every time she mentioned uh, New York in the song, people cheered because we were right outside the city. It was, mm-hmm. was memorable. I was very pleased with those songs. Honestly, the songs that came on subsequent shows, I guess Chicago last weekend, I would not have wanted those for my secret songs, like the song yeah. "I Don't Want to Live Forever." Is that from? Oh, that was like the collaboration with Zane or something, right? Right. I'm not crazy it. about that. And there yeah. was an, the Lakes, which I know was like a hidden track. Yeah. I'm not crazy about that song, to be honest I, with I you. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So there we did pretty well, all three of us. Yeah. We did. I mean, I, I'm not that upset. There were some other songs I wish you would have played, but you know, something off Speak Now, maybe because it's a, it gets short shrift in the concert, but. Other than that, I was fine with it. Let's talk about that. Why do you think Speak Now didn't get more play other than Enchanted? I don't know. Maybe because she had just announced that she was releasing Taylor's version, like right before, I mean, our show. But mm-hmm. I was actually hoping one of the secret songs would be like from the vault Speak Now. And that would have been like insane. Yes. But... That would have been great. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Have you uh, pre-ordered Speak Now? No, but I did see the track list and it looks yes. insane. Full like, Out Boy and Haley Williams, yes. song, which is awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to hear those songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be July 7th can't come soon enough. It's going to be great. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the fact that she didn't include that one song that um, was already, it's on YouTube as an unreleased track from then? Battle? <sighs> yes. Yeah, I've been hearing stuff about this song. They were talking about it on that podcast I referenced earlier. I'm honestly, I feel I'm just not familiar with battle. So right. some people are saying that maybe it wasn't included because it was a co-written song and it's all just Taylor songs. That's, I guess, a valid guess. But I'm not it's possible. Familiar. But I don't know. What do you think, Joe? I, I don't know. I think it's either the fact that it's not actually from the speak uh, 
now sessions and it's from some other time or she just, you never know with her. She probably has a million unreleased songs and right. she just picked these and that's it. Um, where do you rank Speak Namorous on your list of albums? Hmm, I would, <sighs> top four. Okay. Top, top half. So it's basically top half Taylor. Top half, top half. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marissa, what else do you have in your notes to bring up? I'm very excited to see this. Um, I don't know if we could talk about um, our favorite parts of the show. Did we have parts that we were like not so thrilled with? And let, let me just say, I mean, I wasn't unhappy with any of the show, but if I had to pick a part that I like could do without, I could, I could definitely name it. Let's all drink the truth serum now. <laughs> and it all <laughs> comes out. Uh, those are no, those are actually great. And I was going to mention that too. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, Joe, why don't we start with you? What was, what was, if there was one thing you would change about the show, what would it be? If, I mean, if only one thing, I would say that I would probably lose one song each from Lover, Evermore, and Folklore, and then have four uh, Speak Now songs. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes sense. Right. I mean, Marissa? it just... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Joe. It was just, there just wasn't enough Speak Now for me. That's, you know, what can you say? That's fair. How about you, Marissa? If I could change one thing, and I think this was specific just to the MetLife shows, the whole Ice Spice thing. Okay, uh, yeah. First of all, I don't know who Ice Spice is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like it took up time because she played the music video. And admittedly, that's when I went to use the ladies' room. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, that, that's and a good time to go because you don't miss the concert. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna go to the ladies room at like a really important time. So they did the video and then they did karma and you know, it, I didn't need that. I, I would have, I, I agree with Joe. I think it could have been that time could have been used more wisely. Mm-hmm. So I actually agree with both of you. I'm, I, I spice, I didn't need to be there. You know, it was not, uh, not a big deal for me. Uh, Joe, I like what you suggested by way of the track listing changes. The one thing I'll say as a criticism, I'm putting air quotes on that because the whole show was fantastic. I love the whole thing. Is that I probably would have gone for maybe one deeper cut per album. So like in 1989, she did Style, Blank Space, Shake It Off, Wildest Dreams. And those are all great. But, I, you know... Each album, that's, that's one of the things that makes Taylor so great is the albums themselves, the deep cuts on there. So I would have liked to hear maybe from like, like Reputation, maybe New Year's Day would have been awesome or yeah. Yeah. You know, something like that. On Lover, maybe here. I mean, Death by a Thousand Cuts is a great song. It's one of my favorite. That yeah. was a secret song at an earlier show. I know I, I saw that. But that's a change I would have made. But it's very nitpicky. It's it, It's kind of like, Okay, you love everything about this. What what would, you, what would you change? It's like, it's tough to say, but it is, I think, worth talking about. Um, Marissa, what was your favorite part of the show? I know that was something you mentioned in your question as well. There's so many. Yes. Oh, man. I think the first thing that comes to my mind, because I wasn't looking at the set list, I mean, she opened with Miss Americana, which I was like, okay. And then she got into Cruel Summer. Mm. And when I got to the bridge, she like, 
she like, you know, she asked everyone to like, okay, will you cross this bridge with me and like scream it? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This <laughs> yes. is what I've been waiting for. This is only the second song of the night. And it was crazy. No matter where the three of us were at that moment, when we all felt something when the other was experiencing that live. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was such a great moment. And I, when when the lyrics, you know, he looks up grinning like it that was like, ah, I was yeah. so excited. It was, it was that so was great. great. That was fantastic. Um, so is that your favorite part of the show, the Cruel Summer part? I, well, that and then um, because, Joe, my favorite Taylor song of all time is All Too Well 10-Minute Taylor's version, when she started playing that, she was like, to paraphrase, she's like, I have a song I want to play. Do you guys have 10 minutes? I like freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Marissa, I can't remember if I asked you this on your previous podcast appearance. Do you have a line in that song that is a favorite lyric? From the, from the 10 minute version? Yes. Even if it's from the original, you know, five minute version. No. um, I really like the part um, where she's like, I still remember the first fall in snow and how it glistened as it fell. I remember mm-hmm. it all too well, like that part. Yes. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, she's just the master of lyrics. So there's master just so of lyrics. Like that, yes. that entire like song is just insane. It's an amazing song. It's relentless. You know, it never lets up. Yeah. Um, Joe, what was your favorite part of the show? My favorite part of the show was Cruel Summer, but also uh, the reputation part. I mean, if anybody's listened to our Taylor episodes, that's definitely my favorite album. So that was, uh, I thought that was the best part of it. The transition was good and everything with, you know, the beginning of, uh, ready for it. And just, it, it was awesome. So. Yeah. I, I was made, I was going to say for my favorite part was when the, uh, reputation segment kicked off and you went from, I guess it was evermore. Was that before that? Yeah. To the snake, which came on mm. the catwalk. Yep. Um, backing up for a moment, I wanted to ask you, I'd heard it said, that tolerated, which I guess is from Evermore. Am I right about that? Or is that folklore? I think it's folklore. Folklore. That, you know, in the show, she did this whole kind of like set piece where she was at a dining room table. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. That's something else I would have changed. I like that song. It just seemed to be too much and take up too much time and space. But did were you okay, okay with that? Or would you take that out as well? I, I would take it out. It's not one of my favorites off off of that album. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, I mean, I like the song, but I'm surprised she played it in a stadium type show. It was, I, I don't know. It was just more of a, it's more of like a very slow, like not, kind of thinking, you know, you, you have to think of the lyrics and everything. And the fact right. that it was almost like putting out a play. That's it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it worked that well in a venue like Philly or MetLife. Right. Um. I want to ask you about particular performances. Let's go each era one by one. And I want you to tell me your favorite performance from that era. So 1989, Marissa. Uh, I would say style. My, that's yeah. my favorite Taylor song. That's so fantastic. Yeah. That's a, I was going to say the same thing. Um, reputation. I, I mean, I did like bad blood, even though it's not one of my favorites. I mm-hmm. like seeing it. Yes. It works show. well live, I yeah, think. Yeah, it works really well live. live. Joe? Ready for it was my right. favorite part, yeah, for of that of that. I'd era. probably say ready for it as well. Yeah. Uh, what about Lover? Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer. Obviously. Hands down. Um You know what else I actually did not Go hate on Lover, by the way? I and I hate this song on the album, The Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, I thought it was much better live than yeah. it had any right to be versus like listening to it on the record, which is a skip for me. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite Taylor songs. I didn't say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said it was um, better live than I thought it would be. Yes. Yes. Um, Marissa. Did, oh, yeah. So that was on the uh, folklore. Sorry. Folklore. Ooh, I really, I really enjoyed the folklore. I would say August. Yes. What a song that is. Such a great, great song. Great August song. is great. That was I my also favorite like Alyssa Affairs. Alyssa Affairs? Yeah. That's great. Uh, Evermore. Champagne Proms, I guess, I thought was great. Champagne yeah. Proms. That was great a, on the piano. Such a great song. Um, and then, did you notice, by the way, at Champagne Problems afterwards, I feel like at least at my show, there was almost like a two-minute applause whatever you want that's become a thing now yeah that's where like people just yes um those were really and i mean for speak now she only did enchanted oh uh, midnights what about it's funny because we're talking about all these performances and midnights kind of gets forgotten about in the discussion because she just tucked it in at the end but what was your favorite song for midnights to hear live maroon oh yeah you got oh you got a special that's right (laughs) There's a legal exception that allows you to uh, <laughs> to offer that. Joe, how about you? Um, that's tough. I, I actually really liked almost all the Midnight songs. I'll say Lavender Haze. That's mine. That was mine. Yeah. It was, it's a great song. Uh, any that I'm missing? There were no songs from her self-titled debut album, which was kind of weird to me. I would have liked to hear something. But no. Did you do Fearless? Fearless oh, I did and do Red. Fearless. Right. What was your favorite from – oh, Red and Fearless. Those are the other two. Right. So uh, let's do uh, Red. Joe, how about you? For Red um, – I guess out of those, it was the all too well 10 minute version because yeah. I've never, other than watching on TV, I've never heard her sing alive, which was good. But the uh, rest good. of it was all good too. Um, all too well 10 minute version with honorable mention to 22, which oh. was actually really fun to dance and sing to, not being 22. I, <laughs> I did the same thing. So Such a great song. <laughs> um, from Red, I would say all too well 10 minute version. That that was probably mine, uh, Marissa. What about Fearless? Did she? Fearless. Did she what else did she sing from Fear? A oh, love story, of course. You belong. Saying, you belong well, with me. I, love story well, and Fearless. I, no, I, I'll change it to love story. I'll okay, it. Joe. I'll stick with Fearless. Fearless, yeah, because I never heard, had heard her done that live before. Yeah. Um, did you have a moment in the show where you almost felt physically exhausted? <laughs> Is that too dramatic a question? You know what? It kind of works. Here's why I asked that question about this show was like three and a half hours long, give or take 45 plus songs or something towards the end. I had been on my feet so long that I sat down. I was like, Oh, I feel so good to sit. Yeah. Um, it was, it was almost, it was draining. It was in a good way, in the best way possible. You know what I mean? That that's why I asked. I, my legs felt physically exhausted. Oh yeah, Definitely. Yeah, um, it was such a long, long show, too. Marissa, did you get any merch? I did not get merch, but I went a few days after I got that email from Taylor Nation with the discount. I got a sweatshirt. Nice. Good move. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, did you get any merch? I did not buy any merch. The line was yeah. insane, and I just didn't. I just wasn't waiting. Right. I, I, got I wasn't going for the blue sweatshirt, which is the thing you can buy that's not available online. So if I want anything, I'll get it online. Right. The blue sweatshirt, I think, was very in demand because of that. It's not available online. Right. Um, 
I, I waited online because I got there so early. I got a shirt and a poster, which I'm having framed for my office. That, that's cool. You know, I've heard complaints about the merch, and I have to, uh, with all respect to Taylor's team, I'm not crazy about much of the merch that came out for the tour. Mm-hmm. I don't I know why. That. It just doesn't. And it, like it gets design. so frustrated when you buy a shirt. It doesn't have to be a tour shirt, just any shirt. And you put it in the wash one time, and it's like sprinkled. It doesn't wash well. It's just frustrating. But yeah. um, Marissa, did you dress up in any Taylor era for the show? So I'm kind of limited by my wardrobe options at this point. Fair. <laughs> Being right. pregnant. But um, I wore a red dress for the red era. Oh, cool. That's great. That's nice. I could do. <laughs> um, Joe, did you dress up for the t- show? Did I? No. <laughs> I did not. Neither did I. I wore a Yankee shirt, a Yankees t-shirt. Um, Marissa, something just occurred to me. It, this was your first Taylor show, right? No, it's my third. Oh, for scratch, I'll edit that out. It's a veteran. Okay. Or maybe I'll leave it in now just for, uh, what were your other two shows that you attended? Um, 1989, 1989 and Reputation. So where do you rank this compared to those? Uh, a million miles ahead. Wow. Wow. Joe, what are your thoughts on on where you rank this? This is the best concert. Yeah. I think I've seen. So, and I've seen, I think we've, we've seen Taylor probably what, five or six times. I we've think, seen her so. six times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember. So the only they're all great, but this, all great. Just, this blew it away. The only artist that I've seen more than Taylor is Paul McCartney. And um, there, I think there's so many similarities between the two. It's interesting because I was listening to people talk about this and they were talking about how in previous tours, you honestly didn't see many guys there. And there's been sort of this shift in very recent years where her male fandom has gone up dramatically. And that's really a few reasons. One, I think Folklore and Evermore had a lot to do with that. That's like, quote unquote, dad rock. I know guys that were not listening to Taylor that got into yep. her around uh, Folklore. And then specifically with regards to the Eras tour, there's been NFL players who have attended, who posted TikToks about it. And at the show I was at, I was not out of place. There were plenty of guys there. And another thing that may have increased the male fandom is that you've had artists like Paul McCartney and Bruce Springsteen compliment her. Bruce Springsteen complimented her on the Howard Stern show. And Paul McCartney and Taylor interviewed each other for Rolling Stone and clearly have tremendous respect for one another. So I think now she's honestly reached the level where her appeal is to everyone. If you like music, you may not be a fan of everything, but you can't deny that she's an amazing talent. And this summer, the tour, the success, the the fact that in Philly, Joe, at your shows, the tell, tell the listeners about the crowds outside the stadium. I, I was blown away by the crowds outside the stadium. There there was there had to be at least twenty thousand people outside the stadium just listening, dancing, and basically people were there with lawn chairs. And we saw it in Nashville when they were on the bridge behind the stadium but before that it really hadn't been this big thing where people go to the concert and stand outside to listen and philly took it to the to another level because the way the stadium is set up there's three stadiums basically right there and you could just kind of go between so they weren't stopping anybody from doing anything there was a little area and i i swear there was there were at least twenty thousand people there Uh, no matter where you looked they could have put them into the wells fargo center that was next door that's amazing wow and they were yeah, having a great time. You never see that with any other artist, including 
I really don't stones know. or anything. I really don't know nowadays who would be able to do that. I can't think of anyone. I mean, so. you know, and just finishing off the McCartney comparison, the reason I kind of compare Taylor and McCartney is because his show was like two and a half hours and he's now 80, soon to be 81. Yeah. But, you know, also like 30 songs, all of them for the most part, big hits, audience singing along. Taylor is at that level, you know, and uh, I personally am a bigger Paul fan, but Taylor's my, she has gone up my rankings where she's now my second favorite artist of all time. That's a, that for me, that's a big deal. Cause I've always kind of had a handful. So second favorite of all time. And uh, Joe, I think for you, you also said that she's gone up the ranking for you. I, I think she could be my number one at this point, maybe right. if not number two for sure. But I mean, her concert this year, you know, three and a, almost three and a half hours straight through no breaks. And for the most part, she's out there all by herself, just controlling this entire stadium for that whole time. And I'm trying to think of other people besides Paul McCartney and Springsteen who play that kind of concert for right. that long that people are, are wanting to go see and sit there and just have a, basically a full night with just them. Harry Styles. But he, he, it's not that long. It's not that long. It's like 90 minutes, two hours. Yeah, no, not Harry Styles. I, I was going to say, the Reputation concert was only was less than two hours long. Right. It didn't feel that way when you were there. But this, it, it's like almost double the length. This is almost last, double. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, her last concert. I have a question for you, for everyone. Uh, Marissa and Joe, tell us about who was sitting around you, just to talk about the makeup of the crowd. So, Marissa, who was sitting near you, some of the people? So... In our row, there was a mom with probably like late teen age daughters um, in front of us. And next to me, there were like um, girlfriend and boyfriends. There were like groups of friends with guys mixed in. I think behind us, there were like girls that were probably like tweens age. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a really good range. Right. And were any of them crying? Not that I noticed. Right. Were you crying? No. <laughs> Neither was I. I was not crying. Um, Joe, how about you? Who was near you? Um, in the row in front of us, there was a, a group of probably about eight. I, I honestly don't know. It was they were they were between thirteen and eighteen years old. On you know some teenagers, eight all girls, just like having a great time, holding hands, singing along, and everything. Um, on one side of us was a was two friends, two girls who um, were just there. They were probably in their early 20s. The other side was a mom and her daughter. The daughter was probably 13, and the mom was there just taking her. And behind us was an, another group of girls, uh, teenagers who were just, you know, loving everything about the concert. It was – they were all over. They were all around. Anybody and crying? they were crying. They were crying. They were crying. <laughs> yeah, were you they, crying? Was I? No. <laughs> But um, when when they played when Taylor played nothing new with Phoebe Bridgers who came out to play with oh, her, right? Yes, the girls behind mm. us that they had a meltdown, like they just couldn't take it anymore. It was wow. that it's too much. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> which actually great, leads me to some, that was but, a great song, by the way. That was great. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's from Red too. We forgot about that. Yeah. In the, so it's interesting, but uh, I'll tell you real quick around me. It was actually a lot of the same types of people you were describing. There was a girl in front of me that was hysterically crying when the show started and her mom was taking pictures of her hysterically crying. But um, Marissa, what you, you mentioned nothing new and how we, I said how we forgot about it. There's a legitimate thing. It's been covered in newspapers. I don't know if you saw this, that people who are going to the Eras tour are not remembering the concert afterwards. 
I saw that article. I forgot what the the phenomenon was called, but it was, it was like, yeah, I forget the term, but it's basically when you experience a high for so long, nothing stands out and it's all a blur. Uh, kind of like listening to the podcast, <laughs> you know, that, that's it. No one's going to remember this. Um, but I mean, did you, either of you experience that? I did not, I must say. No, I, I remember yeah. everything about it. Right. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I will say that there are things like if you said to me, like when you said nothing new, I, I totally forgot about that. But that's just because I think of the sheer number of songs. Right. You know what, else, what I did experience, though, when I was at the concert, I was standing there and I was like, I cannot believe this is like happening. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people felt that way in my section as well. Like the girls behind us were going nuts because they were just like, she's right there in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's actually her and she's singing like the, the the level of involvement and everything was just crazy. But I had the same feeling. It was like, I just can't believe this is actually like, this is the concert right. you know, that everyone's talking about and that it's been forever to go to. Uh, Marissa, what was your, did you have those moments too, where like you had to pinch yourself moments that you can't believe you were there? Yeah. I mean, even, even when she like first came out and you saw the clock hit and right. she came out, I was like, wow, this is like it. Like this is happening. Like that was. That was pretty wild. It's so it, it's so hard to believe. You know, I have to say, I do feel bad for all the fans out there that want to go that just couldn't go. A lot of them were scammed. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm seeing story after story about that, and just a lot of people just couldn't get tickets. And I I feel for them, you know, because this is the, the makeup of the tour has surprised me in the sense that take Florida for example, that's a big state with many cities. She only played two or three nights in Tampa. That's it. No Miami. No Orlando. Um, no Jacksonville, even up here, like there's no DC shows, no Baltimore, which creates such higher demand for Philly, New mm. York, Boston. Right. That's why the, I think one of the reasons why ticket prices were so expensive. Um, I wanted to ask you both. So Phoebe Bridgers opened for you as she did for me as well. We saw Gracie Abrams, Marissa on our stop as well. Joe, who was your other performer? Oh, I had Gail actually. No, it, it wasn't Gail. Gail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they, you didn't the, have Gracie The yet. first opener changed at MetLife, I think, every night. Oh, that's interesting because, uh, Marissa, I, I really thought you had Gracie Abrams, not Gail, for your show. So you had Gail. I mean, I was in the parking lot, admittedly, but yes, I had I, I heard her. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you see Phoebe Bridgers? I saw, like, the last oh. maybe 20 minutes of Phoebe Bridgers. So I also had Gracie Abrams, by the way. Oh, you did have Gracie Abrams. I, I got in late because of the line. So I was by the time I was walking in, she was off. She was done. I, I missed it. I thought she was very good, by the way. I really was not familiar with her stuff. I'd encourage our listeners to check her out on Spotify or Apple Music. It's really good. Um, Marissa, what did you think of Phoebe Bridger's song, This Is The End, which was her closing song when she opened, where she screamed? Um, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with it. Yes. It was fine. I thought it was cool. Let me give you some background. I should have done this first. Joe went to see the show. And then he calls me up and he spent as much time talking to me about the audience reaction, screaming along <laughs> to that song as, as about Taylor. And so in all honesty, it was one of the loudest sounds I, I've heard. <laughs> and I've never heard that song before. And everybody knew that song, every single word. So I would say the stadium was probably 85% full, not all the way full, but everyone knew that song. And it was just, it was crazy to me. It's a good song. I like it. It's definitely grown on me. I like where she screams. Yeah. I'll have to like actually go and listen to it. 
Yeah, when when uh, Phoebe Bridgers concluded that song, there was a couple sitting in front of me, and the boyfriend looked at the girlfriend and was like, "This, like, you know, <laughs> you couldn't understand what it just happened." The, but I like. The funny thing is, a lot of people like Phoebe Bridgers. They think you know because she's like more alternative than right. pop. Yeah. And the person who I know who went to the show only wanted to go to see Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know. Not it was it was a special night. Any. Concluding thoughts on the Eras tour. Anything else you'd like to add, Marissa, please? Oh, man. Um, I just think it was masterfully done. I mean, the way in which she chose how to go through the Eras was really interesting. Right. You know, the little tidbits, you know, the talk she has with the audience, I think is really interesting about, like, how she, you know, developed her albums and, you know, how she wrote folklore. I thought it was just very – it was – it was very intimate for such like a huge production and venue, which I really appreciate. No, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Is it the greatest concert you've ever attended? I was just going to ask that. Yeah. It does spoil us for different, you know, for future concerts. That's for sure. I really do think this was the best concert I've ever seen. And I've probably seen a thousand concerts at this point. Yeah. You've seen a lot. So, um, well, and why do you say it was the best you've seen? Just, the meaning of the concert, like how just everything about Taylor and Taylor's my favorite artist, the, the amount of songs she played, the, the production she put on, like it wasn't just a thrown together thing. Everything was choreographed to the second. And I, it was just that good to see her go through her whole career. And I've said on the podcast before that I think she might be retiring from touring for a while. And this really does show, to, I think that she actually is. It's tough to picture her. Like, let's say she releases a new studio album later this year. I don't know. I'm just making, I don't know. Going on a tour after that, like the old way. It seems like there has to be a break after this. Also, the physical effort of being on stage multiple nights in a row. I I don't know how that, how she does it. Yeah. Three nights in a row and, you know, for three and a half hours each night. It's crazy. Could be Peloton. I can't even get on Peloton for 40 minutes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. After a 40 minute uh, low impact, I'm done. That includes Um, a warm up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the um yeah i have to say it, i think it was the greatest show i've been to and you know sometimes i think when you love something if right if you've experienced it like a concert or an album of course in your mind it's going to be the greatest but i think we're far enough removed from it now where we could look back and say nothing can catch that like nothing really i don't know what would at this point yeah, yeah. you know yeah i really don't know um but it was awesome i i, I felt so happy to be there and felt so happy to be a Taylor fan. You know, like a lot of people say with the Beatles, I love the Beatles, as you know, they say like the earth has been around for how many years and we are here at a time where we can enjoy the Beatles music. Well, I kind of feel the same way about the other artists I'm a fan of and Taylor's one of them. Like this is, this is an all time great artist in my opinion. And we're fortunate to be able to experience her music and concerts and so forth. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Last question before we get to the stuff we love segment. Um, when do you think we're going to get 1989 Taylor's version? This year. You think late this year? Yeah. Christmas? I'd say by Christmas, 23. We'll what song it. are you most excited? Oh, here's a, actually, no, this is, this will be the last question. Uh, let's take speak now Taylor's version and 1989 Taylor's version. What, um, what song are you most excited to hear from each album? For me, I, I, I mean, I, my Enchant is my favorite Taylor song. Okay. 
which I'm thrilled that that was the one song she's played. But um, I, I really want to hear her again, you know, on the record, singing it within, quote, older voice. Right. Um, you know, more mature voice, I'll say. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Also, Better Than Revenge, I think, is going to be interesting. Right. Um, to see what she does with that. Yes. Uh, what about 1989. To me, 1989 was not that long ago, even though I know it was, but <laughs> it's so recent that I don't have any specific song I want to hear um, right. too much on it, like uh, any of them. Marissa, how about you? So for Speak Now, other than the new the collaborations we don't know about yet, yes, um, I actually really like um, Last Kiss. I do oh, too. I love that song. So I'm yeah. really interested to hear that. Talking about and, lyrics, that the lyrics yeah. in that song are so spectacular. It's amazing. I was hoping she would play that. I mean, I, it might have been a secret. Was it a secret song? I don't. Not remember. that I'm aware of. It's I think still out there as a secret song. That was that. I yeah. I really, really want to hear that. Um, 1989. I would say Out of the Woods. Oh, good choice. I yeah. like that song. You, you know what I will say about 1989? I'm I'm more interested to see if she gets. Like Bad Blood was collaborated. She had a collaboration with Kendrick Lamar. Right. Like, is she going to get him back in the studio to re-record his part? Good question. You know, those. Uh, you know, Ed Sheeran or those. Are they redoing their parts as well? So that's yeah. going to be interesting. To that's say. good. Well, uh, for for me, nineteen eighty nine. I love Style. It's my favorite Taylor song. I want to hear how that sounds. Yeah. And from Speak Now, I actually do go in my mind to Enchanted and Last Kiss. It's funny you mentioned that. I also love the title track Speak Now. So I'm curious how that sounds. Um, it, Taylor made an interesting point at the show that I was at. I'm sure she made it at yours too, which is that when she does the Taylor's version, she never asks the audience to stop listening to the original versions because she knows that music is such a personal thing. And I hadn't thought about that before, but when she said that, I was like, you know what? That's true. Like she's never said, please, please don't listen to the original red. And I think that's, that's cool. That sort of gives the audience flexibility. But in my, like when I listen, I, I tend to go to the Taylor's versions because you know, got to get a stick up for, to for yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, well, this has been fantastic talking about the Aris tour. I'm so, so happy right now. This is, this is great. Um, with that, let's go to the Stuff We Love segment where tonight Marissa, Joe, and I are going to be giving you a recommendation of something we're enjoying right now. Uh, Marissa, what is your Stuff We Love recommendation? So going back to Peloton, I did not start doing this until about a month and a half ago, but I love the outdoor walks. If you oh. haven't tried them, I had never tried them. And, you know, I'll pop in like a 20, 30 minute walk. I'll put on one pound ankle weights and I'll go for a walk. Wow. That's intense. Ankle that's, weights, huh? <laughs> that's ankle. I know I'm thinking ankle about the weights. same thing. It's like I'm frozen. I don't know what to say. Um, that's great. Can I give you an outdoor walk recommendation? Um, I did one I really liked with Andy Spear. I think it was like a 30 or 45 minute beach beach rock or something like that. I've done that one. Yeah. It's oh, really okay. good. And also Susie Chan does a really good one for maybe it's Asian American Heritage Month. Okay. But something. There's something. Yeah, it's really good. No, uh, the outdoor walks are really good. I like those too. Um, great recommendation, Joe. That's that's a lot to live up to right there. So, um, I have nothing what is to your say recommendation right now? Um, I will give a recommendation for a TV show. I'm probably taking yours as well, Scott. But the, I'm watching School Spirits on Paramount Plus, and not about it's it's about a high school student who 
is a ghost inside the high school and she's trying to solve her own murder. Um, it's, it, it, I wouldn't call it a comedy. It's actually getting much heavier as I continue watching the episodes, mm-hmm. but it's, it does have, you know, it's like a teen show, but it's very good. I love it. It's, uh, I've been watching it with my wife and every time I work a lot of nights and she gets angry because I can't come home to watch the show. Yeah. It's a great show. I'm watching it too. And the funny thing, Marissa, is that in the first episode, I was watching it and I immediately text Joe. I'm like, is that This Is the End by Phoebe Bridgers? They played it in that episode. It was. So it was great. I was so happy to have recognized it. I felt like my my cred went up a bit, you know? Um, I do. Yeah, that's actually wasn't going to be my recommendation, but I am watching it now too. And I, I totally recommend it. On Apple TV Plus, the show Shrinking with Harrison Ford and Jason Segel which you watched that, right, Marissa? Didn't you watch that? No, I haven't started that. Okay. Someone told me they really liked it. And it's a great show where Harrison Ford and Jason Segel play psychologists. I think that's right. Not psychologists. I think they're psychologists. And um, therapists who are in a practice together and each have drama in their personal lives and how they take that and carry it into their professional lives. It's just really, really good. Uh, Each episode is around 30 minutes, so it's easily watchable. And I do like it. And also, today marks the return of one of my favorite Netflix shows, Never Have I Ever, which is back for its final season, which I love that show. Uh, Joe, I know you're a fan of that, too. I can't wait for that show. And yeah. I just actually found out that um, this summer I turned pretty has season two coming out soon. Yes. And, and in the trailer. Taylor. And the trailer uses Taylor. Taylor. So, Marissa, you watch that show, too? I did, yeah. We're going to have to have an off-the-record conversation about that show right <laughs> after we're done recording. This. Okay. Um, well, that's fantastic. Great recommendations. And um, with that, let me tell our listeners where they can find the Stuff We Love podcast online. You can write to us, stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us, stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com, where you can find links to prior episodes. We have a Twitter and Instagram and TikTok account. On Twitter, we are at Stuff We Love Pod, and Instagram and TikTok at Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe and leave us those five-star reviews, which makes it easier to, for others to find the show. Um, and with that, I think that's it. I think we've said all there is to say, right? It's a great concert. I wish I was seeing it again. I, I wish we were. Oh, would you go back to see it again, Joe? I know you would. Marissa, would you go back again? Oh, absolutely. All good stuff. But anyhow, Marissa, thank you for joining us tonight. This has been so much fun. Yes. Thank you for having me back. So next episode, we'll do a Taylor Peloton combo and something else. We'll figure something else out. Joe, Anytime. great to see you as always. Of course. And we'll go around the table one more time. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Marissa. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.